Hi, this is Jessica Heron, mom of two, serial entrepreneur, the founder and CEO of Stella and Dot Social Retail. And this is my podcast, Self Made. Welcome to season two. This podcast is filled with take action tips and inspiration to help you create the life that you want, integrating success in work, life, and your personal well being. Our core belief at Self Made is that you are in charge of you. Only you can define your success and only you can create it. Success is not one size fits all and it's not for just the predetermined few, it's for you. This podcast is a companion way to learn to Self Made University, an online and open place to discover free courses to help you level up in life and in business. Hey, friends, and welcome to the Self Made Podcast. I'm back because my voice is back. I had to skip an episode since I lost my voice for a week or so, but I am totally back. I'm going to try to make this episode twice as nice. In this episode, we're going to go over the five step method to earn more money. I bet no matter what business you're in, you'd like to grow your revenue. And even if you're in a fundraising organization or a nonprofit, you're looking to grow donations so that you can do better and impact a cause. I mean, frankly, whenever you're in business and you're growing and you're running a business sustainably and for good, as well as for profit, when you earn more money, you have more profits to distribute. It's a sign that you're resonating with customers. You are paying more taxes and contributing to society. So this is a great goal and not just a totally selfish one for you as a business owner, but something that we all have in common as a goal to achieve. So why did we create this five-step method? This was actually a new training framework that we're just introducing at Self-Made University, and I'm super excited about it. It's a modern approach to helping you do the basics that you can sell more and earn more in less time while you delight your customers. I'm going to go over what each of those five steps are, and then we'll go through each one in detail. Create awareness, suggest solutions, offer full value to the customer, find new customers, build customer loyalty. Before I break down each single one of those, I'm going to tell you again that I love a good framework because I want to ask you if you think this is true about your business. I'm going to prove to you that this is going to be useful to you no matter what you do. If you think about how a business can make more money, there's just a few things they can do. They can get more customers. They can increase the average order size of a customer that by saying the customer buys more items at a time. They can increase the amount of times that their customers repeat with them, increasing their annual spend. Or they can raise prices and just increase the amount of each unit, assuming it won't lower demand. In our business, where we offer people the ability to develop a coaching practice, they can also grow a community and that helps them earn more money. But these are basic fundamentals for things you need to do. So we get that. And the first one is just 
get a customer, right? And so oftentimes when we think about the things we love about being in business or a service is it's often tied to your passion. You have a love for the product, a love for the service you provide. So you really love to think about the branding and the marketing and the um, working on the merchandise and display and really thinking about the product because it comes from your place of passion. And that is fantastic because authentic love for a product and your belief in it goes a long way. However, your passion doesn't pay unless you connect it with a customer. So at some point, working on the product, the branding, the website, it all becomes procrastination that's less risky than customer connection where you can face rejection. So you really do you need to use this framework to check yourself in where your time is going in your business. Uh, we, as a goal, as a mission, as a company, want to empower people to learn and earn on their own terms and believe that you can self-teach through this platform, through form, through this community. But you got to be careful about how much you learn and actually versus action that helps you earn because learning doesn't pay, right? You pay them to learn usually, right? We have offer a lot of free courses here, but usually you pay to go to school. Uh, it doesn't work the other way. You actually have to move into action, which is what this five-step method to earn more money is all about in order to earn. So I want you to pinky swear in the air with me right now. However many minutes this podcast ends up being, and you listen to this podcast, you need to 10X the amount of time you spend actually going and reaching out to do the five-step method because learning doesn't pay. It's these actions that do. Okay. So if you always kept that ratio in mind, you'd be growing yourself professionally. You'd be getting inspired with new ideas, but then you'd be putting this method to work. I think you can already know what your challenge is going to be, right? (laughs) It's going to be to put this method into action for you in what you do to put some cash in your pocket. That's a good thing. All right. Let's go over the first step. Create awareness. This simply means what you think it means. You're going to use some method of general marketing to share what you do. And you might do that uh, in person by wherever you go. There you are. And you have the ability to uh, talk about what you do um, appropriately in conversation, share your products, represent them, wear them, um, all, all those kinds of things where it's just part of your lifestyle. You can also really think about targeted places in your community, whether that be online or in real life, where you see potential customers are going to likely be and go think about doing things to create awareness there. And of course, you can target specific groups online, either because you seek out uh, people who uh are looking at a common account that is of a a competitor. You're doing targeted ads on Facebook. You're joining like groups. So I want you to ask yourself this. How do you create awareness for what you do today? Do you have a service? Do you have a product? What is it? How does this save your customer time or money or give them increased joy? What is their benefit? What is the solution for them in general? And how are you putting it out there? The thing about creating awareness is notice we are not about getting a sale right now. This is about putting out karma in a way. This may be a a general marketing post on social media. It may be um, if you're into uh, physical fitness and you're a trainer 
or you do sports therapy. This may be where you set up at the end of a race and you give out free massages and give out brochures. You're not expecting transactions. You are simply going on repeat to show up where your potential customers are. And you're going to show up there in a way that adds value with delight and you're going to put it on repeat. It's really important that you identify ways to go where your customers are, let them know you're there and what you do without expecting instant gratification in return. This may be you going to conferences, trade shows. If you're going to build a business, if you're going to build a customer base, one of the greatest things you can have is intention and action, but you also need a little bit of patience. Oftentimes I I see people get tripped up on this step because they assume that creating awareness is going to result in a transaction. And then they get very disappointed if they go to a, you know, a trade show or an expo or a community event, and they don't walk away with sense of sales. What you've got to realize is that's just the first step in the five-step method. <laughs> and so it, it always takes a little bit more than you want, right? A little bit more hustle, but it's a really critical thing to do. And here's something about this system that I love. If you just embrace this as something you do by habit, whether it's weekly, whether it's monthly, maybe different actions and create awareness you do at different frequencies. Like you may create awareness on social media, um, three times a week. You may do an in-person, uh, conference or trade show or event one time a month. You may do something where you travel to a new market or go to a networking group once a quarter, but put it on repeat and recognize that doing general things, putting it into the ether is really important for getting everything primed to earn more money. All right. So now let's talk about suggest solutions. This is something where, uh, you really want to think about things through the lens of your customer, right? I know you've heard this term probably before that features suck and benefits sell. I started in software and that was always something we said. You, the last thing you want to do is list ingredients in a product or features of your app. What you want to, what you want to focus on is a solution you're suggesting to your customer. So now you're starting to have actual conversations, right? To suggest a solution, you need to be going out and actually identifying people in your existing network. Now I'm assuming that you may already have customers or you know people already. So I'm not going to go into notice. We're not at the find a new customer yet. We're not even at closing the deal yet. We're in the, what do you add value to people you even know already, right? So this may be friends and families and friends of friends or networks, but this is your place to just get confident about your passion for the product, turning into why other people are going to be passionate for that too, and being unafraid to suggest it. I'm going to give you a really easy example. Um, In skincare, you don't sell um, a bioactive complex. What you're offering is radiant skin. Okay. So that's easy, right? Think of the example for you and just take a minute. Think about what is it that you offer, right? You're generally, are you giving someone more benefit? Are you saving them time? Are you saving them money? Make sure that in your language, you are always suggesting a solution 
and that you are personalizing it. You don't want to blanket market what you do. You actually want to get to know people, which is why I like starting with your warm network, the people that you know, your friends and your family. Maybe you're practicing on your mother, your sister, your brother, because you know them well. And so you could think about them. And I get it. If you if you sell a totally unrelated medical device, it might be hard to practice on your sister. But you get the general point. Who could you go talk to where you have a deep understanding of, I understand your practice. I know who your patients are. I know what they want and need. And I understand what your limits are, meaning you've got more people that you could, well, that want to come see you than you could see. This would take five minutes off of each consultation and net you X more in revenue each, each week, which would add up to this, right? So it's about understanding what it, not only what your product is and creating general awareness, but when you go to that warm market, get right into suggesting a solution for that person. Going back to the skincare example, when you know someone, you're going to ask them the first thing, well, what are your skin concerns? Do you have normal or oily skin? That's going to help you not offer everything in your line, but the actual result that they're after with pinpoint solutions. Uh, okay, so then the next one is of the steps. So if we've got create awareness, number one, suggest solutions, number two, and then number three, offer full value to your customer. This is something where I'm going to keep going with a couple of these different analogies. Uh, I bet you've called uh, into a company before and you've had them ask you, offer you upsells. Like you're on the phone and they're saying, do you also need this? Do you also need this? You know what they're doing? They're offering full value to the customer. And I got to tell you, if you think of that as a place where you're often like, "Eh, I don't really need that. No, thank you. No, thank you. Do you want the warranty? Do you want the extended this or that? You know, sometimes you say no, but sometimes people say yes. But guess what? If they are not asked, they do not say yes because they have no awareness of what that full solution is. Generally, a product can be complemented by other products. A product can be complemented by a service. And if you think of yourself as in the customer delight business, have no hesitation or don't put in your own head your own customer limits or your own budgets. I mean, oftentimes we could be so excited that you just got a customer and a sale and you may have your own budget in mind or your, <laughs> your own restriction. If you think, oh my gosh, someone bought a shirt from my boutique, you might be like, oh, yes, this is so awesome. And you don't want to be salesy and say, okay, where are you wearing that to? All right. Do you have, do you have stuff to finish the look? What, what shoes are you going to wear? What about this? What, which, what about a bag? You Don't worry about someone going to act with you in that transaction at once. Because if you think of yourself in developing long-term relationships, right? Remember, we're going to get to the point where you develop loyalty and repeat also one of the basic ways that you earn more money. When you talk to someone, you want to build their wish list for repeat transactions in the future. The last thing you want to do is go to the lowest value pinpoint solution you have and suggest that first. I'll give you an example. Uh, Instead of, and I'm going to keep going with skincare because this is a really easy analogy. Uh, if, If you are going to, if you're in the business and you're going to suggest a solution, instead of just posting, um, a single low price item on sale in general marketing, there's a big difference between going to an individual and helping them address a concern for dry skin. And then when you go to offer a full solution, this isn't about sending them, selling them a creamy moisturizer. This is about actually offering them a regimen. 
and uh, the perks of the full use. So you could apply this to, I'm sure, a lot of other things, right? We've already talked about if you go into an electronics store or Apple, they offer you the extended life warranty. In fact, when I got my phone, my new phone last time, they they kept going. It was like my phone, my screen protector, the case, all this other stuff. And honestly, I went in there like thinking I'm getting this new phone. I always kind of justify my phone upgrades because I use the camera a lot for work. So I go, I, I justify that and I'm already like, this is so ridiculous. This is so expensive. But um, again, I've spent that much. Like, I I do want to protect the screen. I I do need a new case. I do need this and that. So just remember that it's the customer's option to say no, but it's your profession and value to offer the full solution. Make sense? And start in the order of the highest value. Go for the full offering and say, if, if I were in a place where uh, the phone example. I want you to know I have all these different things to protect your purchase. It, and if they say, no, thank you, no, thank you, no, thank you, you can say, awesome. Well, if you ever need it, come on back. Great. That's it. It's okay if people say no. If Once you know you can survive someone saying no, thank you, and you just say it in a casual, happy, no pressure voice, it removes this ick or fear in your mind that you're overselling when actually what you're doing is just really important. It's offering the full value to the customer. Right now we're going to go into the fourth step of the five-step method to earn more money. And that has to do with finding new customers. This is really important because your business will stay small if you just repeat steps one, two, and three, and you don't strategically think about how you're tapping into new networks of people and you're using their referrals, their recommendations to get outside of that immediate circle. Like everything I just said to you, you could actually be doing with your family, right? You could be like creating awareness by talking at the dinner table, suggesting a solution by addressing, you know, your your Aunt Milda's like a particular concern and then offering her a, f- a full package. That could be a great transaction for you, but it's going to keep your earnings really small because you're in a small pool. The step of finding new customers is really critical. And this too, why I love it being a system, is if you have this in your mind of like, I'm always doing these five steps, you're going to schedule this in to your to-do list, into your calendar. We talked about those other ways where learning or earning could be potentially procrastination, futzing with the website, your website layout. Trust me, like I love to do those things too. It's fun. I like it, but I consider it my joy time, not really work time. Right? So if you're in the business of finding new customers because you want to grow, uh, think about this strategically. Just put on a piece of paper and go low tech here. Like Put a dot in the middle and this is who you know. And then start drawing concentric circles around that dot and in, in, you know, radiating out. And you may think of those expanding circles as connections that you meet because you're going to new territories, new geographies, uh, new customer demographics, whether it's age or um, life stage or some other way to think of a targeted method. You want to name that circle, right? So there's your dot. That's what you got today. Now I want you to think out on those concentric circles and, and draw three of them. When, I want you to name those three things. Is it going to be people that you uh, reach out to or get to know because you're going to a different geography, a different 
target market in terms of identifying, you know, if, if today you sell to um, a portrait photography, you want to do wedding photography, you want to do event photography, you know, so, so what are you going to go do specifically where you are creating a new branch of customers? And then what are your hooks into that area? So for example, if you had a, ran a store and you wanted to open up in another market, that's a real easy one to imagine. I mean, many people today don't want the overhead of that physical space. They want to do something virtually, but let's just for a second use a town for an example. So if you're in, in, I'll use my local towns, Burlingame, and I want to expand to San Mateo and I have a, you know, a, a shop. Let's see what kind of shop do I feel like having today? Well, if I ever wanted to see my kids, I would make it a boba tea shop. I, that's their thing. I don't quite get it. Don't love it, but they do. So if I have a boba shop in one town, I'm not going to get the same customers, even if the, I'm in the town down over, because that's definitely a stop by convenience kind of thing. So if I identified my new town, my hook into that new town obviously is going to be physical space. And then I'm going to start to market and do events and do all the things I would do to create awareness in that area. I may do local ads. I may do um, participate in that next town street fair and do giveaways. And so that one's really easy because when you think physically, you start to think about, well, where would I be and who would I know and how would I hook into that town and who are my likely customers and how could I go in front of them and and sample and start to raise awareness? If you're doing this virtually, you may have to think about how am I going to go find a new group of followers? How am I going to go find a new person to refer me to their network? And what benefit is in it for them? If you keep trying to fish from the same pond, you will come up empty eventually. And you'll spend your time being frustrated that you're not getting enough conversion rather than spending a systematic amount of time into thinking about concentric circles of how you expand and going out and getting new, right? So you're going to love up your VIPs that you've put into your customer base where you have uh, offering them full value, but no matter what, you always got to be going out and finding new. So fifth step, build customer loyalty. This is of course about giving exceptional service perks for people to be loyal to you and, and following up with them consistently with all the first four steps, create awareness, suggest solutions, offer full value to the customer, buy new customers. And why did we put build customer loyalty last? You know, there's maybe you could swap around the order and be kind of the same. The reason I put that last is oftentimes people try to um, they'll, they'll trip up in the amount of revenue they're generating because they go to number one and they say, I'm going to create awareness, which maybe I, 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 po- I pray, like I open my doors and I hope somebody shows up. And the reality is you got to do a lot more, more consistently for someone to do a, a transaction. You actually have to be suggestive. You have to offer the full value. And I put loyalty after find new customers because oftentimes customer loyalty it feels easy to people, but that's where they start going to that fish from the same pond. So Make sure that if you're going to balance your activity and you want to keep things in the right ratio to be in the growth business, because critical thing about this formula, it's five steps method to earn more money, sell more and earn more in less time while delighting customers. So by having that loyalty as a critical part of the uh, puzzle, but the last step, it's just going to make sure you are out there doing the other ones first. So how are some of the ways you can create loyalty? Well, one, you have heard this before too. Customer's always right. 
don't think of yourself as a one night stand. If you, if you think short term, uh, you will be a short term relationship. So if you are going to uh, not let the customer be right and, and sort of not, not kind of listen to them and believe them and believe they're telling you the truth and honor the, the return, go, go the extra mile. Um, they're not, you will lose more than you gain in that one transaction. So I like to think about it that way is it's not about being right. It's about making it right. And that is what builds loyalty. I think people are, are kind and caring and they do love relationships with people they trust and know. And if that's your brand and that's your business, as long as you do right by them, then they'll keep coming back even if you mess up. And the reason why I'm going to say even if you mess up, it's not because anyone's ever going to try to mess up. But let me tell you this, if you're dealing with people or products, you're going to have problems. So there are going to be issues. There's going to be late shipments, power outages, employees that don't show up. Something is always going to go wrong. And every once in a while, despite your best intentions, something's going to go wrong with that customer. So don't think about being right. Think about making it right and, and developing that relationship over the long run. Loyalty is also about reaching out on a regular frequency and letting people know that you're thinking of them. I'm sure if you have a great realtor, you know, they are in the habit of not just helping you with your transaction and then never talking to you again, um, or just always contacting you and saying, are you, are you ready to move? Are you ready to buy a new house? They're sending you uh, cookies every Halloween. That's what my realtor does. Um, and just to kind of stay in your radar in a nice, pleasant way. And that worked because it was the person who we bought our, our first house from, we sold it with her, and then we bought the next house. And that's, you know, good, a good return on our Halloween cookies, just providing great service, but then also doing nice, personal, sweet touches that do engender a loyalty, right? So make it right, keep in touch in a caring way and really think about personal service, right? What can you do where you are thinking about a long-term return on value? And when you make those future investments in your customers, they will continue to invest in you. So that's it. That's an overview of the five-step method to earn more money. Now I want to ask you, this is it. This is your time to take action. Your challenge is going to be this. This podcast turned out to be about uh, 25 minutes. And what did I say? Now you have to spend 250 minutes. Let's do some simple math. That's about four hours, just over four hours of you doing action in this five-step method. And, you know, because if you've got half an hour to listen to this, you know that you've got to go put in action. And I want you to get right to being thoughtful about what are you doing today? Where do you just send this? What step are you skipping? What step are you doing, but not really, not consistently? What step have you been shying away from and thinking that you actually need to just flat out add? And then plan your course of action and just do it. Meaning this is not a long strategic exercise. This is something where in those four hours that you're going to spend doing five-step method to earn more money, you are going to spend, uh, you know, half an hour thinking about it and then action, action, action for outreach. And I bet you can even get a new customer in a sale in that time because it isn't that hard. This is something that we all need to know. We can create so many mental obstacles in our brain by telling us ourselves all the reasons why, well, I don't have this. I don't have that. 
the optimal conditions are not there. This isn't working. That isn't working. And you just stall and you focus on what you've not got rather than what you should do. So with that, go do it because after all, my friend, you are self-made. Thanks for listening to this episode, my friends. If you took anything away from this episode, will you do me a huge favor? Please take a minute right now to subscribe to the Self Made Podcast. Drop a review online. You know the drill. Wherever you get your podcasts, Apple, Google. Also, share it with a friend. Forward it. Spread the word that this is an amazing resource to help others grow too. And if you share it online, use the hashtag Selfmade Podcast. Oh, and tag me too at Jessica Heron so I can say hello and thank you. If you are a visual learner, remember that this is a companion to Selfmade University, easily found online at selfmadeuniversity.com. So go ahead and check it out. Discover courses that will help you level up in life and business, letting you do you better than you ever have before.